Welcome all you cats and kittens to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. P- Hold on, I still got this pick in. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. That's right, that's right. Lex, let me ask you a question. Yep. On my Keurig machine, because I made coffee before the show, it had this phrase right. on there, and I don't know, maybe I, I have it set to another language that I'm not familiar with. Descale, does that sound familiar to you at all? No. Okay. I'm not sure what Descale means, but apparently. I, I my, don't know. My Keurig no. wants me to know that that's, that's, what, that's what's up. Huh. No, yeah. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I mean, anyway. I'm sure it's another language or something, but Must no. be. Must be another language. So what's going on with you? How are you feeling this week? Nah, I'm okay. I'm tired. Yeah. But, yeah. Have you been watching the news at all today, or are you kind of just letting that happen? Um, I'm... I've watched a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm mostly in a just-let-life-happen kind of mode right now, so... I'm not super tuned into everything. As far I, I'm assuming you're talking about like the news, news, right? Yeah, yeah, because they have the trial going on all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched a little bit of it, but okay. uh, I don't know. I'm like, eh, whatever, <laughs> which is terrible, given yeah. the the circumstances of it. Yeah. But um. You know, we're coming up on a year in a pandemic locked in our houses and everything like that. Mm. So it's kind of hard for me to care about anything mm. right now. So. I got so used to not seeing his face on TV. Yeah. For days at a time. It, that is interesting how we like how quickly we got some peace from that right. situation. Right. Like from him not tweeting alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, it may seem like something so small, but, you know, it, it's it's not just the radicalization of the uh, the uh, terrorists that attempted to overthrow our government uh, last month. It's it's also just like the the bile that rises inside of the level headed people, you know, just like Ugh, this is just awful. And you can't, yeah. you can't get away from it because it's everywhere. Because if you stop watching, you don't know what's going to happen. There's a horse in the hospital, you know? I mean, I personally think you're informed. Like, if you know what's going on and you have an idea of right from wrong right now, you don't need to tune in. Right now, yeah. But I'm talking about earlier, you know, when it was just like every day. At, at oh, yeah, any right, given right, right, moment, right. he could like incite a war. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like tuning into the impeachment proceedings and everything. So I, no, no. I, I mean, you know, I, I personally think you don't have to watch this. Like everything's difficult enough as it is. I, I, we can't individually make any difference in this proceeding. Yeah. So what? I just don't see the point. Yeah. I, I understand mean, why they're doing it. And, like, a lot of people are going to watch it who don't know anything about this shit. But, you know, I, I'm i just, like, I know probably more than I wish I did in a bad way. Like, mm-hmm. we, we've seen so many things now. If you're on Twitter, if you're tuned in at all, you know what's been going on. So, like, for me, I'm just, like, okay, this is just more 
mostly more of the same. The only thing I did see that was new was the Mitt Romney video. Yeah, yeah, and it just re- it just reinforced what a what a good guy uh, that that one guard was out of everybody. Yeah, you yeah. Know? definitely. Well, he was doing his job, like you know, that's the thing. Like when you do your job, when you actually are responsible at a job, even if it's a security job, <clears throat> security job or a cop or anything like that, like you are not bringing harm; you're just protecting people. Right. Even that's, that's a low yeah, bar. That's, you know? Right, right, right. But that's like, you know, in theory, that's how white people like who are saying like all lives matter or blue lives matter or whatever. They're just they have this idea of cops that they grew up with, mm-hmm. that that's the person you go to for help, that right. they'll come help you if you need it. They have just they have a completely different worldview of cops. They've never looked outside of that worldview, and they won't listen to people outside of their worldview, basically. Um, so, like, we see examples like that or, um, you know, senators saying these, you know, these Capitol Police officers were brave and everything like that. They don't understand the, you know, why are you praising these cops but not the other cops? Like, I mean because there's something wrong with this system that doesn't mean that there aren't good people who can rise above the bullshit um that doesn't mean also that just because there's a good guy that did the right thing that we don't have to redo this whole fucking system um but yeah i'm i'm happy to see him getting praise because you know, at the end of the day, a good person is a good person. And they should be acknowledged for that. Very true. You know, when we used to give medals to soldiers that save lives and yeah, well, okay, that that's me wearing rose colored glasses. It was never that great a thing, you know, when you award people for going to war and shit like that. But this guy, and I want to, I want to make sure to give him mention because, you know, he is a hero and his name is right. Eugene Goodman. And <laughs> yeah. of, of all the names, you know, for him to have yeah. Goodman. <laughs> he was quick on his feet. I mean, he was not only doing his job, but I feel like he he got a, he got ahead of the situation as much as he could by himself. Yeah, he, you can tell he's a very smart dude. Yeah. yeah. Who was who was kind of playing we we I mean, we joke about, oh, Trump's playing 3D chess and everything like that. Like this dude was actually playing that. Like right. he was actually looking two steps ahead at least and thinking this through and understanding the situation. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, yeah, he should definitely either get a, uh, another position. I don't know, like if he wanted to do secret service or something cool like that, or, you know, just get like a medal of freedom or something, something good. Right. Like, he definitely is a hero that should be acknowledged on that level. Absolutely. I mean, you can't even accuse him. Oh, he was uh, just defending the Democrats or he's working for the left. It's like he saved no, Romney. He, he you saved know? Romney. Right? I mean, I think Romney would have died. Right there on camera, you know, it's, you can't deny, (laughs) you know, conspiracy theorists will probably say like, oh, that just proves they were in on it or some bullshit like that. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it right now. I mean, with how many, given how many people died, how they had zip, the zip tie handcuffs, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the entire rhetoric, watching the video, they did show the video of that woman who was killed trying to get in there. Like that was scary as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand why they opened fire. It's not pleasant. Um, 
you know, we're obviously not in favor of <clears throat> killing anyone. Right. That's the absolute last resort. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's weird because sometimes you watch something like that or, or you hear about it or whatever and you go like, you know, you feel like you know you what you would do in a situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels more cut and dry. That one, I like, I saw it and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'd do. Like with that particular situation, I know that you, you have your your job and your like survival mode kicks in. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck, killing someone, I just I, like, I don't know. I could never do anything, even remotely close to a job like that. I wouldn't want to deal with the emotional pain of that i can barely deal with the emotional pain of like (laughs) you know maybe i hurt someone's feelings by saying the wrong thing oh god yeah that'll eat me up i mean right right i got my wires crossed with um with some some scheduling for party chat the other day and i literally felt just awful for the rest of the day just like sitting there thinking like fuck i let people down that sucks you know, cause I, I feel terrible if I just let myself down in the mm. smallest ways. Mm. Like if I didn't write or if I didn't write enough or if I didn't do whatever thing I had planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Ju- I I like that. That is a little bit of a superpower at the same time, because I'm kind of like when people are being shitty or whatever, I'm like, you can't hurt me any more than I've hurt myself <laughs> on like a regular basis. <laughs> like, um, oh, you, you think know. that hurt? I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crippling self doubt activate. Self love and all that. Like I like I you know. Um like I think like you know, it's not like I don't acknowledge that oh I deserve good things and like I or don't have self esteem or anything like that. But I am definitely very hard on myself and hold myself to high standards. Mm-hmm. So when I fail and you you and I have talked about this before, but when I fail at something or perceive myself as failing at something you know, I've had a lot of conversations with you about that lately where I'm like, I, f- I am failing at everything. That's how it feels right now. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether that is the truth or not, that is how I feel basically every day of my life right now. So it, it's just a, it's a weight. Like, it's a heavy weight to feel um, like you're you're constantly fucking up. And it comes out in weird ways, like little things like that. Like, you, you got scheduling wrong that happens to everyone like name any friend any co-worker any acquaintance like scheduling like things happen that that happens you can put a, a thing in your calendar wrong mm-hmm. and it's just as simple as a little mistake like that but like if you're like me and you it just <laughs> it just it, it's salt in the wound i was about to say now lex you know <laughs> <laughs> this advice, of I course, is, is very easy to give because it's true. It's true advice. It's good advice. But when it comes to you, you know, it just eats you alive. Like, I know I should let this yeah. go. I know it's little. But God yeah. darn it. Like, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, you sent me a meme or, or some TikTok or something like that a while mm-hmm. ago. Um, somebody was telling their friend, like, all right, you know, make sure to take care of yourself. Make sure to love yeah. yourself. And uh, the person's like, you too. And they're like, what? No, ew, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a TikTok. Yes. It was like, yeah, like, hey, 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 love yourself today. You're great or whatever, something like that. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, you too. Oh, me? Oh, uh, uh, no. Uh. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> And that's it, yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's I mean, 
that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, back to the to the political thing. Like you're right, it's not critical to keep tabs on you know the horse in the hospital right now because he's out of the hospital. So that's the best thing. He can't affect anything in our lives right now unless he goes out of his way and tries to you know inspire another coup and form a third party can inspire violence but if he keeps doing that like i mean you well i don't know he doesn't face punishment for anything but like it's still (laughs) illegal it's still illegal to shout fire in a movie theater you know like that that's that's the whole thing that's that's what he's being kind of charged with right now (laughs) is yeah you didn't do that yourself you didn't go break the windows yourself and do all of the you know those things yourself but you told them to do it right right you're inciting this it's it's almost sad the fact that uh, certain people have used uh, so much gaslighting over the past few years in particular i know this has been a long-standing tradition of our of our uh, human nature but these last four years in particular there's been so much gaslighting that has taken yeah. place where it's like you got to come up with some brand new tricks, guys, because this whole like deflecting and saying that, you know, we heard things wrong and, you know, we're being too sensitive and now we're being too hard on people. Yeah, it it's it's all getting tired. It, it's getting I old. swear to God, Matt, there are some people who don't really know what happened at the insurrection. <laughs> I literally had a conversation like this wow. earlier hmm. who know that it's a thing that happened, but don't know anything about it. I don't so, know how you can stick your head in the sand enough to not know because people live their lives that's that's a i don't know if it's just americans or if it's everyone or whatever like i don't actually it's it's other countries as well because i remember reading about like how it is in russia yeah and not not presently because we know russia is kind of going insane right now Mm -hmm. anyone who's following it but (sighs) a lot of times what happens in russia is they're kind there's kind of like a pessimism within the culture mind you i'm not russian i don't have russian family i'm not speaking for russian people i'm just stating like what i have learned and gathered and interpreted from reading about it and studying that but that like within the political infrastructure it's kind of a like the devil that you know and as long as things aren't too bad well they can always get worse so let's deal with this thing so you just and and I'm worried about putting food on the table for my kids. Like like that is the mentality as far as how po- politics go. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with the fact that this guy's corrupt because I got to make sure that, you know, I keep a roof over my head. I, I mean there, there's a lot of Americans that are the exact same way. They're like I don't give a shit. Like or I can't give a shit. I can't pay attention to this. I don't have time. I'm working three jobs. I think that's where the majority of people lie that voted for Trump. And I say that because I, right. I feel like all they hear. And, and, and let me let me just be clear. The person mm-hmm. who I was talking to is incredibly busy with a very important and, you know, many hours working a very, you know, uh, consuming job and is not a like stick your head in the sand like. Like not purposefully, at least. Okay. Like there, there was a there is a reason for it, but that's the point that I'm making. Of like, there are some people that still don't know, hmm. you know? Yeah. Because of whatever the circumstances. It it just seems improbable in in today's world, of course, because 
everything that we have around us is spitting out like headlines 24 7 not just your tv it does, but your but phone we're and... all... yeah but you have to remember remember but there's only you know a couple million people on twitter there's only like that we we do have echo chambers that are yeah. so strong that's true I'm and not there's necessarily... plenty of people that open their instagram yeah uh they only have like an instagram and a facebook or whatever and they've got 20 friends and they're just liking pictures of their kids <laughs> oh, and their dogs gosh. and stuff and and then that's it that is their social uh, online social presence you and i we have to be more i mean we do <coughs> we do a you know a pop culture and inevitably news podcast we have to be tuned in mm-hmm. we gather all of these stories for our show every week that's true we gather this information for this show um, we promote our show. Mm-hmm. We have to be plugged in. That's yeah. just the, the generation that we live in. We have to do for our jobs as well, usually, depending on what job you have. So, you know, like, it's just a different world depending on not only your age, but what you do for a living. All right. So I, I, I guess I should rewind that a little bit and say it just seems so unattainable for me. You know, it's been so long oh, yeah. I since I've lived like that. I wasn't saying it's impossible. I was just kind of going over like, it's crazy. Like, it's wild to me, too. Yeah. I'm like, how are you not on your phone all day? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just, it seems so. Or whatever. Like, yeah. Come on. It just seems so unattainable. Like, not that I want to have that type of life, but just like. Oh, I do. I want to go in the mountains and have a fucking flip phone <laughs> and not not deal with any of you motherfuckers anymore. I love you, chili babies, but Mama's <laughs> tired sometimes. I'll tell you what. To to soften the topic a little bit, like it's kind of no. This isn't gonna work. This is going to have the opposite effect. It's kind of like Star Wars for me. We were talking about um, because I, I did a, a panel with Mitchie for Capricorn last week, yeah, and we were talking about you know what. Sometimes fandoms do things that make you not want to be a part of them. And instantly what came to my oh, mind yeah. was Doctor Who, because obviously, you know, when the when the first female doctor was announced, it was just like, oh, blasphemy and all that type of shit. You know, when, um, you know, certain showrunners were being called out for things that were misogynistic or, uh, you know, just borderline racist or whatever, it was always people would would fight to stay in that fandom but star wars of course star wars is the most inflammatory fan base that i can think of in our in our modern day because you have grown men buying action figures of rose tico and burning them because they're saying that you know uh this ruined my childhood this killed my childhood that type of shit of course and 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 more extreme versions of that but it's sad and ridiculous that you just want to watch some people fight with lightsabers and you can't fucking do that because, you know, <laughs> men having a, a midlife crisis are, are trying to recapture the magic of what they used to have without those women being around. It, it's just. Uh. Well, you kind of nailed it there, bud. On the on the uh, the man part. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be the, the factor that ruins this for most of us. You I guys can... are not a. You're not great. Yeah. Not no. Great. No. You're right. You know, just by volume, you're right. Um, I I came to an epiphany uh, about yeah. about myself. I, I came to recognize. Yeah, so anytime I make those jokes, remember my best friend is a man. <laughs> so. 
fuck you all. <laughs> I came to an epiphany about about some things about myself, and it involves collecting and and being in a fandom and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when you get to a point where you are a fan of Thundercats and you miss having Thundercats around uh, the way that it used to be, uh, and not this this kid version that's out now. And you see they're putting out action figures, and you're like, cool, I might get a, a couple of those. That's great. But then you're like, maybe I can collect them all. And then you're like, no, nah, that's kind of expensive. But then you see they have a Thunder Tank, which is basically a six-to-one scale replica of what you saw on the TV show. And you're like, all right, that might be a bridge too far. And you see the price is $450 for a hunk of plastic that you can't drive that's going to sit on your shelf and collect dust. <clears throat> and so when you, did you, how many did you buy? Oh, like five, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but then you kind of have to look in the mirror and be like, all right, what's important to me? Is it the enjoyment of the thing? Is it the, is it the nostalgia that it brings? Am I actually going to play with this thing? $500 worth of entertainment? Probably not. So you have to make that decision to leave it in the cart, empty that cart and walk away. It's hard, man. Yeah. Um, I've had that with a couple things um, where I've just been like, I don't know. We've talked about this with video games where mm-hmm. I've been like, I don't know what my future is with gaming. Yeah. Like, will I? Because it's expensive mm-hmm. to, like, do this thing. And I don't – I still haven't beat Ghosts of, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. So, like – you know, things like that where it's like, man, I, you know, because I, I got back into, like, working on stuff or whatever. My break ended and I had to kind of set that aside. So, you know, you just kind of start to weigh <laughs> weigh those options. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I I don't know. Like, it's it, that, that occupies a different headspace for me because when it comes to gaming – Gaming consoles, that sort of thing. You're going to use it. totally different for you, too, because you and D play. That's true. Like, yeah. you, you, it's always going to be like a vacation investment or something like that. Like, it's something you do together. Mm. Okay. That's you know? interesting. Yeah. That's how I view it. Like, to me, you guys buying a PS5 is the same as if you were like, hey, let's go on a cruise. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shared experience. That's true. I mean, to yeah. an extent. Like... There's there's still part of me where it's like, if I were a single man, would I have a PlayStation 5? Probably still yes. You know? Right, right. But that's... No, no, no. It's not saying if you're single, you can't justify it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is that it's a little bit easier to justify the time that you're going to put into that gaming system when you know that you're going to be doing it as a social thing as well. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing with anyone. No. No, <laughs> I I try to stay away from that. I know that goes against the whole idea of what the party chat podcast is supposed to be about, but I still don't like playing online with people. We've discussed this before at length, I know, but just to reiterate, we both have at this point. You and I have online gaming. Yep, we could be playing together. You could. We have never played online together. We haven't. <laughs> We've teased it on we, here before we, too, and we don't. We haven't. We just we. <laughs> We wake up every morning and we don't. Yeah. 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 It's true. But a lot of that is because of the, a lot of that is not only just because we're lazy, but because like 
the idea of having to pay to get online to play a game when we already pay for internet is kind of wacky. Like, I still don't like that. I know we're going into... I hate it. Yeah, it's it's over a decade now of PlayStation Network um, and and Xbox Live costing money, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's being generous, just saying a decade. But it's been so long that that's been a thing. It's just we kind of all go along with it, but it still feels a little strange. Like even Nintendo does it where you got to pay money to, to play online with your buddies. It's like I paid for your console. Yeah. (laughs) I paid for the game. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I don't get it either. Yeah. I mean, even like I know you have servers, like that you're gonna have to pay for to upkeep and stuff. But like, you should find a way to offset that cost. Yeah. I don't. I I, I mean I don't know. I feel. I don't know enough about it. I agree with to you honest. totally, and I I feel like they're they're trying to rationalize that investment by giving you. The couple of free games a month and, you know, loading you up with like Netflix type options on uh, the Gamer Pass on Xbox Live. But yeah, it's. But this is the trouble that I have is that like. The games that they come out with, I'm Mm -hmm. like, most of the time I'm like, okay, (laughs) Right. Like, I, I just, you know. So, hey, sometimes they'll surprise you. That's true. You'll, you'll find a game that you would have never given a chance. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, I have a hard enough time, my attention span, <laughs> <laughs> with a game that I've been waiting for forever. Yeah. Or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I waited months to get uh, Ghost, uh, and I still haven't beat it. Like, so. I don't I'm, know that I'm going to introduce you to a new level of guilt, and that guilt is the... The pile Is of it shame. white guilt? Because I have it. <laughs> I don't. I don't need another level. No, no, you're already um, familiar I'm with it. Ghostly. I'm fine. Please no, this this it stop. This guilt is in relation to the pile of shame. So you know, you get a new game. You're excited to play it. You put it off because you have responsibilities. You have other games that you have to finish first, or maybe you just simply don't have the time. So you put it off. It's been a month. It's been a couple months. It's been three months. It's still sitting there in the cellophane. And then you get the notification from PlayStation. Hey, you got new PlayStation games, uh, PlayStation Plus games you can download for this month. And one of those games happens to be that very game that you purchased. What still, game was this? I Just Mafia 3. I, I got it. I never played it. I still want to play it. But it's been offered for free through PlayStation Plus now. So it's like... I paid the $60 to get this game, and I could have just left it at the store and waited for it to be on PS Plus. Well, you know, Matt, um, I don't buy games anymore, really. So you could just do what I do, Hmm. which is don't buy them. (laughs) That's that's how you reduce this particular situation. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I buy like two games a year. That's a good solution. (laughs) So, funny enough, uh, breaking news, uh, PlayStation Network is down around the globe. So, that actually does add a little bit of sunshine to my problem here, because if PlayStation Network is down, that means I couldn't access the network to verify my digital key to let them know that I actually own this game. So, 
the disc is where it comes in handy. I can just pop the disc in there and play it. It's like your physical media thing. You always want physical media. You want to have that just in case of, you know, the apocalypse. And here we are. Another example of why, why physical media is important. Speaking of physical media, um, a show that I love mm. that we've talked about on here, that 70s show. Yes. Remember, it was on Netflix for years. That's true. Years upon years. It's always on Netflix. One of those shows, like The Office. And then it disappeared late last year. Mm -hmm. But I own it now. I own a bunker edition. I own my Blu-ray box set. <laughs> That's cool. And you I, were... I'm, I'm bringing this up because if anyone else wants a bunker edition, <laughs> Best Buy shipped it for free to me. Thirty-seven dollars for the complete series. But for, the, gonna, for the complete series on Blu-ray. Now that's dope. I was going to add that you you waited for that price to come down too because you were going to be paying bunker prices immediately after it went off on Netflix because they knew people were in the middle of their watch. They were probably on like season four out of how many seasons? Is it nine, eight? Eight. Eight seasons. Yeah. So they were probably on season four and Netflix ripped it away. And they were like, I must finish. And then Best Buy was like, oh, we got you for $70. Yeah, when it when I was initially looking, well, you know this because you were helping me hunt it. I basically told you, I was like, hey, <laughs> you see this show yeah. on sale. I happen to find it before you did, which is a rare occurrence. Usually when I want something like that, you end up finding it for me. I did what um, I do, you know. Well, you just, you, you, you watch those sales. I That's do. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you or Eric. Eric's my other hookup. My boy can find just about anything on a good good sale, good deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I found that Avett Brothers album. Fucking Eric. You're not, <laughs> you're not listening to this podcast right now, but I'm bashing you. <laughs> Shout out to Turtle listening. Soup. Shout out to Turtle Soup. Right now. Uh, yeah. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, you, you got that situation where you want to get it before it goes into bunker pricing, right. before it leaves everything. Uh, I, another one I talked about, 30 Rock, was a particular show where it was like, actually, with that show, I do have some of the DVDs, not all of them. Hmm. I don't remember if it was on Netflix or if it was on Hulu. It got pulled. Now it's on Amazon. Yeah, it was on Hulu. That's strange that it's right. not on... Um, well, now it's on... It must be on Peacock, right? It might be. Oh, I'm sure it is. It might be on Hulu as well. It might be on multiple things. Sometimes hmm. they are. Okay. Um, but so so I have the DVDs, but like for some reason that particular show is like a difficult one to come across on DVD. So they have now they have the uh, the Blu-ray box set. So yeah. now I'm on the hunt for the bunker edition of <laughs> Blu-ray Thirty Rock <laughs> complete series. But it's like seventy bucks. I'm like no. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, you know what I'm going to pay? I'm going to pay about 30 I'll get it. Now, if you're like me, a lot of people I know have been... Um, we've been in bunker mode for a, a good chunk of this pandemic. You know, we've been just hunkering down. We've been ordering DVDs and board games and all kind of stuff online that, you know, you don't really need anymore. Like, uh, I got the entire... Rambo Blu-ray, and now that we've watched that, I really don't need that anymore. So you're thinking about getting some stuff out of your house. There is a service that Amazon offers uh, where if you uh, download a, um, a label, you can just pack up an Amazon box 
and just slap this label on there and they'll just come pick it up and 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 donate it somewhere where it belongs do we trust them though <laughs> right it's gonna go on used sale once they get why it. <laughs> did jeff bezos step down that's what i want to know is it linked to this that's the big mystery. is he is he is he selling third party reselling shit on amazon because he's got to get that extra bill he's got to get that 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 side money this divorce was expensive i'm, I'm only a multi-billionaire now man i, I dropped three percentage points in my gdp <laughs> or whatever the fuck his nation is worth now standing upon a pile of money yelling down at us work harder get in that get in that shipping facility maybe you'd be mm-hmm. as rich as me if you just applied yourself pull up those bootstraps you peasant bitches <laughs> man bezos. My he could give us he could give us each a million dollars and and not break stride Actually, you can buy love on Amazon, but you don't want to ruin your uh, your search analytics, uh, you know, because it'll take a long time for that to wear off. Anyway, Matt, are you in love with your flashlight? Because <laughs> you are. We need to have an intervention. Are they a sponsor yet? Because if they're not, no, I am not in love with them. Mm-mm. I, you know, listen, I'm a hoe for sponsors. <laughs> I would turn down flashlight. It just seems wrong. Remember podcasting. Back in like 2013, 2014, where it's like every podcast you listen to had like AdamandEve.com and Fleshlight and all kind of other shit. Like now it's just meme pages. They've taken over meme pages. I swear to God, they have a vibrator every week. One of the meme pages that I follow is like, don't you want to get off with it? I'm like, what is happening? What? <laughs> Is this late night Comedy Central? What are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> I wonder how 900 number people are doing nowadays. Do those still exist? Do they still? I have was just going to say, do those exist? Right. I mean, I know it was big when I was coming up. Like they would always just have like you know the the sexy models and everything saying, "Give us a call," and they weren't actually on the other side of the phone. It was somebody else. But yeah, I mean that was the thing. You watch late night TV. You're going to have some awkward moments if your parent comes in the room after you fall asleep on the couch. And it's like, what were you watching? Like, there were three commercials in a row for these women just gyrating and trying to get you to call them. Like, what the hell? Like, I was just trying oh, to watch I MASH. Always, I always hated that because I'm like, I didn't mean to watch this weird softcore commercial. Every time. Like, and it's every time. It's like, oh, no, this was not intentional. <laughs> this, This is not something attractive to me this is like creepy right good lord that's that's why watching yeah, tv I, late at night is a solo thing you can't just like you know gather around a tv if everybody has insomnia and watch tv it's like no this is this is a shameful moment i need to catch up on this rerun of jerry springer and maybe get in some taxi and then i'm going to sleep yeah yeah that's true <laughs> Okay, we've danced around it long enough. Let's get to the list. I, it's weird to think that we actually have a list, considering we're 37 minutes into <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> well, we got a lot of soft stuff on the list this week, so I figured we could have a little a little chit-chat before. Um, let's talk about this Britney Spears doc. Have you seen it? 
Yes, I have. Have you seen it? Peripherally. I had it on while I was working. So there was a lot okay. of those uh, moments where, you know, how they have the, the black screen and the white text slowly fades onto the screen while music plays somberly. Yeah, a lot of that stuff I probably missed out on. And so thematically, some things didn't click. But That's mostly just like filling some of the historical gaps, though, where mm-hmm. it's like in 2007, Britney is having a rough time or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I definitely think, like, she should not be in this conservatorship anymore. Yeah. This is some straight-up bullshit. It's strange, um, you know? It is, but I also think that this move, this free Britney movement is all, is a little bit weird. That's a little too. bit of an overstep, right? Yeah. Because she's not trapped traditionally, you know? I mean... It's a sucky situation. Well, they're trying to claim that she can take care of herself while also saying she is, like, captured, basically. Mm. It, it, it's a very weird um, juxtaposition. Yeah. You know, it it does bring me back. And, you know, this is this actually ties into another thing we were talking about today, too. It takes me back to, like, the early aughts where... We we had a weird fascination with these teenage girls, you know? Yeah. And I know most recently, uh, there was a, a previous episode, we talked about those weird countdown sites and all that shit. But when you looked at this documentary and you see some of these interviews that Britney had with these personalities, like they were just straight up mean to her, just assholes, you know? So So I want this documentary... For other pop culture girls of this time. Yeah. Uh, because, yes, Britney Spears, Britney Spears probably got the worst of it um, as far as the this generation is concerned. But, like, um, Jessica Simpson got a lot of shit. She I think did. I've talked about how a podcast I listened to covered her, like, her uh, biography that she wrote within the last couple of years. And that mm. was really good. Um, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Oh my God. Right. Like we straight up tortured her. Hillary Duff turned yeah, out. I okay, was just about to was, say, yeah. I mean, like, she, she's turned out very healthy, but like, goddamn. Yeah. Amanda Bynes, you know? Oh yeah. She's not well. No. She's still not well. Right. Right. And people take advantage of that. They prey on it. And, yeah. you know, when you 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 have these women who had these lives where they grew up in front of the camera. I mean, I'd even I'd even throw Shia LaBeouf in that group, you know, uh, yeah. you know, as the child actors that just had too close of a focus on them because, you know, as much crap as Shia LaBeouf gets for the nutty things that he does, to say the least, he grew up under a microscope. You know, his entire life. And, you know, after watching after watching Honey Boy, if we're to believe, you know, even even the loosest idea that some of that is true, he didn't have the support system at home that he needed. Yes. Okay. we need to provide a little bit of context here. Matt does not know. I can tell based off of what he is saying right now. He does not know about the new allegations against Shia LaBeouf. Uh Oh, he does not know. I am telling you right now. You could hear it in his voice. He does not know. Oh so boy. Okay. do not do not like come. I will defend Matt to the death on this one. 
Shia LaBeouf is uh, not a good dude. No. Um, but he was a child star. Like you're, you're very right in that sense. Um, but he is accused of. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, trigger warnings here, guys. But sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving an STD knowingly. God physical damn. abuse. Oh, you know um, what? Is this yeah. is this with FKA Twigs? Is that one of? Yes. Oh my one god. Of I apologize. I blanked on that when i started hearing about you, it and then you I didn't vaguely follow up. knew but didn't know i did not talk to you about this at all so get, go with the assumption matt didn't know about it at all <laughs> like it you know it's it's so much has happened and that story was a little bit under the radar unfortunately yeah, yeah. um but yeah sia the singer sia she also said that, oh uh, wow um i don't believe there I don't believe there was assault. She was talking more along the lines of, if I'm not mistaken, with Sia, it was um, deception on his part. Basically uh, pulled her in into a cheating situation where she did not know, mm-hmm. and and mental abuse on that level. Well, let we can we can actually look at this from two different sides of the coin here, which is yeah. the abuser and the abused. So, damn, like <laughs> fucking Shia LaBeouf, man. Like, well, it's like like you're. I, I understand. You know, you're talking about Honey Boy, for example. Yeah. You know, just because you're abused, it's not an excuse at all. No, and that's what I wanted to clarify. It doesn't give him a pass for anything. No, no, that no. he's doing any harm that he, uh, you know, puts on another human being, it does not give him a pass for that. Any type of uh, you know, uh, abuse for anybody. No, no, no pass there. But it's an interesting look at what yes led him down this path because you know it so so for me that's a very helpful thing yeah. to understand why you know people have hurt me or whatever um to understand my own my own traumas or whatever things that I have gone through to see the full context of the person who did the things um for me that is very helpful because it allows me to see them as human, mm-hmm. and it allows me to see, uh, you know, the the spectrum of humanity. It, it's never an excuse; doesn't right. justify it, but it allows me to kind of compartmentalize it in my brain a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, um, it, it also allows us to see. Not everyone to feel that way or see it that way. They hmm. definitely don't have to. It's all about how you process it, especially if it's your own traumas, yeah, uh, and grief, and and all of the above. You know, anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything and that's that's why therapy is so important obviously to yes. yeah. look inward and make sure that you don't continue that legacy of abuse and pain that's been yeah, inflicted that's, upon you that's something that uh, i just had a conversation the other day it was not therapy but it was an outside conversation where um a very you know one of my best friends was <clears throat> was telling me that uh you know, he's like, yeah, I was talking to him about a situation. And he was like, okay, what you did was break a cycle of abuse. Yeah. So it was a very painful experience and it was thankless. Unfortunately, like it is a thankless thing. The person who you could have hurt by not fixing that cycle of abuse well, you didn't hurt them, so they're not even there to thank you for it kind of thing, <laughs> right, you know? Right. Like, you stopped it from it even existing in the first place. Yeah. But unfortunately, 
it's not really something like anyone can truly give you a pat on the back for. It's just something that you have to know you did the right thing and take that as your only win in it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, that you that you ca- you did not cause more destruction, that you stopped it and, you know, burned it down, basically. Uh, so, yeah, like that that internalized work is huge. Um, and it's up to the person who, you know, Shia LaBeouf experienced abuse and things like that. It was, unfortunately, after you reach a certain point, even though you were a kid and everything like that, you know, you have to choose to go get help. Right. And to not do horrible fucking things to people. Like, at a certain point, you are responsible. Yeah. Um, we can argue all day long about when exactly that point starts, but he's there. He's definitely there. He's a grown-ass man. Right. You know? Uh, and the same goes with, you know, any of these people. Lindsay Lohan has done some fucked up shit. Not like that, but like she's, you know, she's had her messed up moments. She has had a plethora of situations go on in her life that yeah. have been headline news. And again, it's a situation where the the bullying of of uh, the media, the tabloids, I should say, not just, I don't want to say, like, the media, but tabloid reporters, that sort I of mean, thing. I mean, tabloids are fucking trash. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and they've, I think a lot of them have gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of them have died out, too. That's helped a lot because of things like Instagram. The People have direct access to the people, which is also what's going to burn them down. I am waiting. There's going to be an Army Hammer story. Oh, God. Yeah. Dude, we, all you of know, his representatives dropped him. Everyone dropped him. It's amazing. that This this has been going on for several weeks, and we haven't even touched on that. But we can circle back to Army I Hammer. I think he killed someone. That's my theory now. That's, that's wild. But we're going to come back that's to not, that. That's not... There's no... There's no... no that, that's not going to be... No, but, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have any... Uh, you know, responsibility as a uh, pop culture uh, tabloid type deal. So we don't just sue say me, the fuck Mr. Arm and Hammer. No, no, this don't is all this is all parody. <laughs> don't don't sue. <laughs> this is all parody. No, um, but with Britney Spears, just to to go back yes. to that documentary, we 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 kind of widen the scope there a little bit uh, with, with the other starlets of that era. But yeah. with Britney herself, I I, I saw a video. Um, yesterday that resurfaced mm-hmm. from Craig Ferguson's late night show. Oh, yeah. So you, you saw it as well. He, um, yeah, I saw it a while back, not like in the past couple of days. He had a monologue at the beginning of one of his shows, and man, he used to have like marathon monologues on his show because sometimes it seemed like there wasn't even a guest, it was just him talking to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Craig Ferguson's show was, was something different. Uh, he, yeah. He was discussing Britney's very public struggles, uh, you know, with 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 her her mentality, with her with her mental state, and he uh, related a story about him um, being sober for you know a, a long time, and and what it took for him yeah. to get there, and he talked about you know just all the mistakes that he made coming up and everything, and he used this as a catalyst to decide that he wasn't going to be making jokes at Britney Spears' expense. Like, he he put his foot down about that. And 
whether or not you know you found Craig Ferguson funny, you know, as, well, as a late night comedian, that sort of thing, I admire that that he took a stand as a stand up and just said, look, you know, this is something I don't want to touch because I have to live with myself. I, I have to sleep at night. Yeah. And that's a bridge too far for me. And I, I respect that so much. Me too. Yeah. You know, because especially now, when that was not uh, now, you would have much more praise for that. Not then. Right. Exactly. Like, you'd be losing then. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you soft? What are you, you know, some type of pansy? What are you doing over there? Come on. It's funny. No. It's not always. I funny. was listening to uh, Chelsea Handler on a podcast, mm-hmm. and I know everyone has different opinions on her and everything. But in this particular, she was she was talking about how her generation of comedy is so much different from she said the girls of Broad City. She used them as spe- a specific example. Yeah, and she said we are you know this her generation like is all sarcasm and cynicism and mean comedy. And how this younger generation, my generation, is a little bit more like goofy, self-deprecating. It's a different style of comedy. Yeah. It's not trying to punch someone. Right. Like, you're not trying to punch anyone, basically. Like, can you imagine um, Ron Funches, like, in the in the early aughts? Just, no. It, it doesn't seem like that's his place, right? Like No, these they're alt comics that would not have a place then. Right, right. Which is what's kind of awesome now. And that comedy that, you know, Chelsea Handler was talking about, she's like, oh, I still enjoy this style, but I like that there's differences. Um, you know, that still exists. Anthony Jeselnik is still, you know, he uh, being the prime example I could think of, him yeah. and Chelsea Handler. You know, they're asshole, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sarcastic comments. Right, kind right. Of comics. They, you, we still have a Bill Burr, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what's his name? Bert something or other. I can't think of his name. Bert Kreischer? That guy, yeah. Mm, he's a little bit of that. He's more, it's weird, because he's more of like, I, th- I think of Bert Kreischer as, not to get too deep in it, but I think of him as like the dirty Jim Gaffigan. Oh. It's all about his family. Okay, okay. Everything, I'm... basically everything Bert Kreischer, like he ha- he partied and everything like that, but like now all of his com- comedy is is about his family, his wife and his daughters. Hmm. That's what was really cool about his, he's just like, you know, he's going to talk about the the things that Jim Gaffigan wouldn't talk about. (laughs) See, I would, I would almost give that role to Tom Segura because I feel like, well, him and Burt Kreischer have that podcast together. So yeah, they are (laughs) basically two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) They share the same side of the same coin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Bert Kreischer is is so funny to me too because he's from Tampa, mm-hmm. and he looks like one of my other best friends, Ryan, and sounds like him too. They have a similar laugh, mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll I'll listen to his podcast or I'll watch it and I'll be like, shit, this reminds me of Ryan. <laughs> and then I'll, like if I watch the YouTube clip or whatever, um, he'll be wearing like a Rays hat just like Ryan does. I'm like, what the <laughs> shit is this? happening anyway that was a that was a tangent yeah so i recommend the britney spears doc for sure yeah i think it's worth watching but i do think you need to take the the free britney movement with a grain of salt i think the real importance of this doc um documentary was that it it pointed out how horrible we have been to women in the media 
particularly young women and how damaging it is and how we can't repeat these cycles in the future. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this because I want to get your opinion on this too. Mm -hmm. Like, after this documentary came out, Diane Sawyer started, uh, you know, trending on Twitter and mm -hmm. people were calling her out saying that she treated Britney Spears unfairly as well in her interview uh, yeah. back in 2003. What were your thoughts about that? How did you feel about that? I thought it was awful. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, I, I don't know. I feel really conflicted about stuff like this because I don't know, has Diane Sawyer had any other issues or anything like that? Like I saw, you know, some, I think it was Evan Rachel Wood was, was pointing out how Perez Hilton was awful to her. Oh yeah. Like, Perez Hilton was terrible. Like, yeah. and it's still terrible. And I don't know why he's still even somewhat relevant. Like he should be gone. He's like one of the worst of the bunch in that he is the epitome of that terribleness. Mm hmm. I think he's tried to make amends for it and stuff, but whatever. Well, that's just it. The, that you hit the nail on the head. It's just like the guy from Barstool Sports. You know, right. he's done some terrible things in his in his past to you know get a rise and and you know get a, a attaboy pat on the back from his fan right. base. But now he's giving to charity and he does it frequently. So much so that it's like, shoot, I can't be mad at this guy. He's doing good things now. But right. you, you kind of have to take both in a consideration when you're when you look at somebody you go okay well yeah he's he's doing all this uh you know um penance now self-inflicted but you know this is this is how he made this money he made this money on the back yeah. of uh, racist jokes and you know just saying all kind of weird shit guys like him and perez hilton they stay ahead of the curve just enough i know that they don't really have to flat out you know do the public apology just like TMZ, same same energy. You know, they they went legit just as people were starting to write them off as like a, a, a shitty tabloid, you know? Yeah. They're still a shitty tabloid. They are still a shitty tabloid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think the Diane Sawyer thing, just like how we, we as a culture treated like Monica Lewinsky, for example, like yeah. absolute shit when she was a young woman who was in a very vulnerable situation mm -hmm. and was the victim. I mean, she was of age to consent. So I don't want to say she was a victim in the sense of like, you know, there was no statutory or anything involved with that, but she was still like in a position of power an abuse of power situation. And we, as a culture made her a joke and treated yeah. her horribly and yeah. ruined her fucking life mm -hmm. for a very long time. She's just now really kind of regaining somewhat of a reputation. Um, so I think that the Diane Sawyer thing, for example, is, okay, let's learn from this. Because you can't, you can't go back and, and change anything there. Is Diane Sawyer still working? Well, that's just it. She's got a Twitter account, but she hasn't really said anything since like May of 2020. Uh, you know, and well, she's not trying I, to really be relevant sh anymore in that regard. Uh, she's retired. She's also, done. Also, she was. I feel like if she just put out an apology, it would probably be enough. Yeah, and even even with it, that, it was like one interview. Right. Like you know, it wasn't it wasn't cool. Now the guy who was the fucking paparazzi, 
guy who was mm-hmm. harassing her, fuck him. Yeah, fuck that guy. Like, and fuck the guy that started, like, interviewing her. And I feel like that was, like, a UK or, uh, you know, some show that wasn't in, in the States. But started talking to her about her boobs or something like that. I'm like, Yeah, that fuck? was creepy as fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. how the hell do you do that? Man, you could tell, like, on her face. Like, she... The smile she had just plastered there was like, I have to keep smiling or else I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Every woman knows that look. We have all been in that situation where you go, I am so fucking angry or upset or self-conscious or whatever you're feeling. But you can't show it because you're a bitch if you do. We have all felt that. If you bring it up you're a killjoy you're a bitch you're whatever like that that is it i have had things like that happen to me i've been physically like assaulted by men and when i spoke up about it i was making a big deal out of things and uh you know i was being a killjoy yeah so like yeah like this this shit is ridiculous like it's it's childish, stupid shit um, that should never, like, no woman should ever be subjected to it. But one thing I will say is I do feel like it's better. That is one saving grace, I feel like. I don't think it's great. <laughs> I think there's still a lot of work to do. But maybe it's access to things like Twitter and stuff like that. We can call people out if we hear them, you know, interviewing uh, who who would be someone an example young person now? Jojo Siwa. <laughs> Jojo Siwa. Jojo Siwa said gay rights. That's right. Uh, no, if no, okay, if, if someone was asking her about like her body or something in an interview, we would all be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What year is this? We're right. not doing this." Like, it, you know, I, I do think the climate has changed as far as that's concerned. And people are a little bit more scared to ask um, intrusive questions. And you know what? Good. Hold like, them accountable. Like, if it prevents shit like this, good. Because she should not have to deal with this stuff. I got to tell you, overarching this whole conversation we're having right now, I got to tell you, like, I'm super gassed up about this topic right now. And just, you know, you know how I feel on a regular basis, but I'm obviously being super vocal about it tonight. I watched... That's that entire series, The Morning Show on Apple TV. Oh, I need to go back Apple to that. I, yeah. I've only watched maybe one or two because it was airing at the time. They do yeah. week to week. They don't put everything out at once. So, mm. yeah, it's um, man, it's heartbreaking. Like part of why it's so difficult. Obviously, they're they're mirroring what happened with uh, with Matt Lauer on the Today Show when he, right. uh, you know, when we found out he was a creep, you know. And oh, yeah. how we how he was perceived as America's dad and stuff like that. When I tell you that the casting for Steve Carell in that role is perfect, it's because you want to like Steve Carell. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we spent so much time with him via The Office and Forty Year Old Virgin and everything like that. It's like, yeah, this is this is a safe dude. You know, he's not gonna hurt anybody. Yeah. And it's the same vibe on that show. It's like, you know, he's a safe guy. He brought such a good vibe to everything he did. And it's like, that makes it ten times worse when that type of betrayal happens right in front of your face. 
Well, that's the the Bill Cosby thing too. Oh, We're like God. he's America's dad. Yeah, and, and, you know yeah. all of that. Yeah. He was a huge influence on so many of us watching him on a television show, and he was a monster. I tweeted the other day. It's just such a fucking shame that we lose Felicia Rashad's amazing performance as Claire because of some shit that Bill Cosby did. Yeah. yeah. Talk about I, career defining. I mean, she she was yeah, Claire Huxtable. I do not blame people. I would not hold it against them at all if they were like, listen, I need to separate the art from the artist kind of thing Mm -hmm. and still enjoy the Cosby show because it was an ensemble. Yes, he was the lead. But like, God, that cast was phenomenal. So good. They were. So if someone was like, hey, look, I'm watching the Cosby show. I didn't give him any money. I'm pirating it (laughs) or whatever, (laughs) you know, uh, like can you imagine pirating the Cosby show? Shit. Just like, I, I'm looking for that torrent. Listen, I gotta... that would be awesome. I'm not saying I condone that, but let me do it. Do it. Oh, man. We're saying do crime. That's it. Just, just yeah, fucking... Yeah, do crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, so the Britney, the Britney do- documentary is is very good. Like I said, I want to see more of this. And I think we're going to get more because this is obviously trending. Listen, I wait. What if we did a mini series where I just talk about Lindsay Lohan and how (laughs) shitty we treated Lindsay Lohan as a culture? I'd be there for it. I'd be there. I'd be there just to like, you know, go "Mm -hmm," every now and then. I'm trying to serious. Would you guys want to listen to like a couple of mini episodes of me explaining to Matt how terrible we were to Lindsay Lohan or someone of this nature? Do you guys want this? Tell us. Tell us. People are going to be like, fuck no. I want to hear you talk about video games, bitch. (laughs) Lex and the Lindsay. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, We'll call it that. Yes. I, I'm not letting you name things anymore. Oh, no. We have awards now that are named after the only alternative to my name, pretty much, that I don't like. <laughs> if I have had people call me Alexis, which is obviously my full name. That's that's your that's Christian fine. name. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is that is the name the Lord the Lord has <laughs> gave me. Uh, and my mostly that's just my family. That's like my family, and then like one childhood friend kind of thing call me that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have been called Alex usually by mistake. I'm like that's fine. I don't care. I don't mind it. Lex is obviously the name when someone asks me what's your name, I say Lex. Like right, that right. is what I go by. Um, under all like unless it's like I said family or school or you know a formal application for stuff. Um, but Lexi is the worst. (laughs) (sighs) So we have another task for you then, dear listeners. If you can come up with a, with, with a wonderful alternative to our awards next year, you got so much time to get this to us too. I don't think we can, no, I don't think we can rename the award. Look, I have, (laughs) I have given in and just been like, okay, that's the name of the awards. Yeah. Um, it's my bitter pill to swallow <laughs> as far as this is concerned. But yeah, yeah. Jagged mm-hmm. little pill. Oh yeah. Yeah. God, That's a good album. All right. So yeah. you talked about video Speaking games. Speaking of abusers, Joss oh, Whedon sucks. We both were going two different directions with that transition. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go with yours. Joss Whedon sucks. Yes. 
Continue. We've known Joss Whedon sucks. There's more stories about Joss Whedon. The only thing I, I kind of wanted to acknowledge about this, because it's still developing, I don't want to fully cover it this episode. Yeah, yeah, there's because a lot of stuff coming out. Go. But unfortunately, it's been it's been coming out for a long time. Like, it is, it is a weird slow drip right, on the dude. Right, I mean, Charisma Carpenter, number one. You know, we, we knew, but... This was the state of Hollywood back again in the early aughts. It was just, unfortunately, the way that women were treated were if you get pregnant, if you gain a little weight, if you lose too much weight, if you're sleeping with somebody that they don't like, then they feel like that is a reason to terminate you. And Charisma Carpenter felt the wrath of Joss Whedon by getting moved over to a completely different show and then ultimately being let go from that show. Well, um, was there now? I, I, I can't remember. Cause like I said, it's still developing. Yeah. Did she, did something specific trigger her speaking about this or was it just, she felt like this was the time to speak out well, other see, than the Ray Fisher. Yeah. I, I feel like I think, and again, like you said, it's still developing. I think that the reason she decided to speak today is because it just felt right. But of course yeah. there's going to be a multitude of people analyzing it saying, Oh, well it's because Joss has this show about to debut on HBO max or, Oh, you know, it's I, because of the Ray Fisher thing. Like she did mention Ray I Fisher. I think she did. I, I also really think Evan Rachel Wood, her, what she is doing right now with the Marilyn Manson situation, which we discussed last week. Yeah. Um, I think that this is going, we're going to hear a whole bunch of news stories as well. Yeah. Like, I think that people are, you know, when one person comes out and speaks the truth, other people are inspired to do the same. God, you got to watch, you got to watch the morning show. I'm telling you. you. (laughs) But look, okay, you're right. You're totally right. This is such a, like, funny switcheroo because it sounds like this is the kind of show that I would try to sell you on Mm -hmm. and you're just like please watch this very white show Lex (laughs) please but surprisingly it's not 100% like that though like there's a lot of great performances by some no um, I know some black women Uh, Uh, Reese Witherspoon alone oh god this is is on my list of like I will watch you eat cereal man I'll pay look cereal I Need to get back to Little Fires Everywhere, but you I've seen do. her performance Holy on fuck. there over like three episodes, and it's it's Reese Witherspoon. She's good, but her performance on the morning show is fucking great. Someone made a great point on I think it was on Twitter, maybe Instagram or something like that. They were talking about Reese Witherspoon and the genius that Reese Witherspoon is doing right now at this particular point in her career, yeah. and how she's kind of done this a lot in the past as well, where she's taken like she's a blonde, so she's like playing those types of roles and kind of turning them on their heads and mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, changing the, the narrative, what she's doing now later in her career is she is essentially taking the problematic white woman and she is playing that role and she is America's sweetheart. So you're seeing this l- completely lovable, bubbly, amazing person playing these terrible white women right. so little fires everywhere being a great example of that um so same with big Li- uh, big little lies which is another great one you need to watch that's all on hbo oh she's on there too um, see it's confusing 
because of the titles of the show. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but she's she's basically playing these like unlikable, and you're like, God, this is fucked up. Like, what is what are you doing? Legally like, blonde three. This time she's a racist. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's it's fascinating that she's taking on these roles and kind of going like, yeah, I, I now I'm gonna challenge you in that way. Right. Which is kind of awesome. It is. I, I totally agree with you. But yeah. And she's a producer and is instrumental in buying up these properties. That was a that was a thing I didn't know about until uh, I don't know. Recently, I was listening to some some podcast. They were talking about how they were they wanted to option a book that had come out. Hmm. And apparently, every time you go to option books, Reese Witherspoon has bought the option. <laughs> she's buying up the options for these books left and right. She's a she's a big reader. She has a book club Ooh. and everything like that in the, in the Oprah style. Like straight up, you can you know she'll share about it on Instagram and everything like that. Everyone reads along. Hmm. Um, and so I guess because she's such a big reader and everything like that, she gets ahead of this stuff. She gets you know copies ahead of time or whatever and she ends up buying the film or television rights for them early so no one else everyone's like fuck reese it. Like, she also has a she also has a line of ice cream coming out called reese with her spoon oh, keep an eye out for that Ugh. all right You're a bad person <laughs> but yeah just wheaton is Name a bad person episode, but, he, <laughs> just wheaton is a bad person <laughs> like that motherfucker he uh, he's another one of those guys that just goes under the radar enough times where he kind of gets um a pass uh because it's it's like someone worse you know in in the public eye comes out like I I think uh around right, the he's, time he he's got, not being he's not accused of sexual assault or anything like that correct right exactly like, he's he's accused of making a hostile work environment. For and, and some like sexual women. harassment, it sounds like, and, yeah. and things like that. But nobody's coming like flat out and saying that. Like Michelle Trak- Trachtenberg, Trachtenberg, Trachtenberg. Michelle. I believe it's Trachtenberg. Yeah. If it, if that's wrong, we apologize. Yeah, she's come out and says, "Hey, I also stand, uh, you know, with." Uh, I'm sorry for being distracted for a moment. I I, I promise I'm going to tell you why, and it's it's kind of an interesting thing um she's she's in an environment where uh you know she sees women being threatened she goes i was a teen then but i'm a 35 year old woman now and i'm speaking out you know holy shit she's 35 right (laughs) not to not to sound old but what the fuck anyway yeah yeah so boy howdy yeah so that pretty much i mean that's that's that story as of now um, I'm sure we'll have more developments next week. I, I don't foresee him staying on this show that he's working on now. Uh, as far as producer, I think he's probably going to be out. Man, I have something to tell you. Uh oh. And I personally feel like it's good news. Okay. Breaking. Lucasfilm fires Gina Carano from The Mandalorian after abhorrent and unacceptable oh. social media posts. Oh. Fuck yes. That's good. It's about yeah. fucking time. So for she's been saying a lot of crazy shit. She's been saying all kind of crazy shit. She is, uh, let's go down the list. She's an anti-masker. She's anti-Black Lives Matter. Uh, yeah. She's pro-MAGA. I mean, that's an obvious thing. Uh, 
Um, she's also a she's uh, some transphobic stuff. Transphobic. Yep. Add that to yep. the list. And you know what's what's almost as worse as as being transphobic. The lead of the show just today announced, uh, you know, that I, I believe his uh, his sister now. Um, yes. Revealed that she's trans. Yes, Pedro Pascal. Yes. His sister is trans. Yes. So yes. there's that, and you have her over there being like, yeah, transphobic shit, transphobic shit, doesn't deserve I would time. fucking love it if Pedro Pascal <laughs> found out he was trans, <laughs> and his sister was trans, and then it was like Kathleen Kennedy or whatever, John Favreau, whoever was specifically able to, to do that, be like, hey, I ain't working with her. I'm done. Done. Recast her. She's not even a good actress. Sorry. She's not. <sighs> uh, fucking she deserves it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't want anybody to quote unquote be canceled, but I believe that if you suck at your job, if you suck as a human being and you represent a brand that you deserve to be separated from that brand. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if it's canceled as far as it's just um you have actions and then there are consequences for those actions. <laughs> like mm. when did we uh when did we decide to rebrand consequences as as cancel culture? Yeah. We decided to rebrand it when it started affecting white dudes who can't tell certain jokes anymore. Gotcha. Yep. 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 Does this mean I can't sit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was America. It is. And we have this thing called, you know, holding people accountable for their bullshit. And lo. We do that in America? I know. Oh, it's, it's this new thing we've been trying for the past couple of weeks. I'm liking it. I'm I'm enjoying it. So That is pretty cool. I'm I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's keep it up, guys. Go team. Yeah. So all right. You know, we'll come back to that as it develops, obviously. So mm-hmm. Disney did that. Um something else Disney did recently that was not the best thing in the world this is delving into the entertainment section now um blue sky studios the studio behind ice age rio robots and the recent Mm -hmm. uh peanuts movie that had that interesting mix of like 2d and 3d animation going on Um, i never saw that one they decided to shut the studio down and it's your fault because you didn't go see peanuts that's that's both fair and I don't care. No, I'm just well, no. <laughs> I, I care about um, a studio being shut down, like bought out and then shut down. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, I mean, honestly, I do kind of see it as a redundancy because Blue Sky Studios, while they did put out some good content, you know, um, they also put out a lot of, you know, if it was a gaming console, you consider it shovelware. You know, they came out with Ferdinand. They came out with Rio, which was kind of a, a weird Pixar-esque attempt. Everything they do kind of seem like, you know, hey, we're trying to do what Pixar did, but, you know, just a little less. Ice Age. How many of those were there? There were like five of those. Four? Maybe. 
Yeah. Hold on. What other movies? While I look that up. I'm looking too. <laughs> I think the Ice Age was the biggest one. They had uh, Spies in Disguise, which was that weird Will Smith, Tom Holland movie where Will Smith was a secret agent that got turned into a pigeon. Oh, he turned into a bird. Yeah, right. that was weird. Right, right, right. And of the course, bird. as I mentioned, Ferdinand, which starred there John six, Cena. Six films. Mm. One's coming out in 2022. Holy Ice Age. Yeah. So five, five that are out and one. Well, if it still comes out. I don't know. They may rebrand it uh, and put it under another uh, umbrella. Yeah. Who knows? Probably. It'll probably just become a Disney film. Yeah. Like their main Disney studios. Huh. So. Huh. Oh, interesting. So let's see here. All right. So apparently one of the parties who uh, was key in the expansion of Blue Sky <laughs> left Fox to launch Illumination and uh, another multi-billion dollar franchise in Despicable Me. Despicable Me always felt like it was a Fox animation movie, if that makes yeah. sense. You know? Yeah, it does. But Did it you was... ever see the movie Robots, by the way? With, uh, with, uh, Ewan? uh, what's his name? Robin Williams, right? Yeah, yeah, and Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I did see that. It was kind of weird. Good. It was a weird, it was very weird. I remember liking it as a kid, though. It was one of those animated movies where it was basically just a regular story, but to, mm-hmm. to spice it up, they made them like these like cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was it was weird. Like, that was their second movie for that studio. Yeah, weird. Yeah, so yeah. they had they had some uneventful films, but a lot of people really loved them. You know, especially those Ice Age movies. They would plop their kids down to watch those and kind of tune out, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was, one, I was 10 when the first one came out. So hmm. they were definitely movies for me. Um, growing up, although I will say like, as you get into the sequels and stuff, I wasn't as into them, but I think I saw the first two in theaters. Hmm. As a kid. 10 and 13. Or whatever was the ages. I don't know if I saw that. Or not. I I mean I would see. I would still see animated films. I still I still kind of see animated films. But there was a certain point where I was like I'm kind of done with. Yeah. Things. Like every kid. <laughs> yep. Right. I know. I know exactly what you mean. And those I'm not going to read hit. young adult anymore because right. I'm like because I'm 17 now and I don't need to. You stupid bitch. I'm too okay. old for this sort of thing. No, no, you know. I'm not adult. You're not. You're stupid. You still think you like guys. You're dumb. It's amazing how we deprive ourselves from certain things because we feel like we're too old for them. You know, after it gets to a certain point, I'm not talking about anything. Yeah, and then you become like, an adult, and you're like, I'm dead inside. I want this thing again. Yeah, give it back. I feel like that's why nostalgia gets so so powerful. You know, as as we get yeah. older, it's because yeah, there were things that you enjoyed doing that genuinely brought you joy, and then you put them aside because all the other people, all the other kids weren't doing it, and it's it's peer pressure. Yeah. It's you know wanting to fit into societal norms, but you know oh, now man. I feel like things are a little bit different you know I'm hopefully gonna be so careful if i ever have kids because i'm gonna want them because i don't have a lot of good memories and good childhood stuff mm-hmm. i don't have nostalgia of like oh things were so much better than i'm like no i had terrible anxiety and i was going through x y and z and, and like i most most of my stuff is bad mm. 
<laughs> so I really want like kids to have bed like much better, like a, a stable, normal childhood of like your your parents are married, like and we're going to stay together and like we have a good relationship and, you know, um, you're going to be able to go play softball, soccer, bas- basketball what, or or, you know, play in band or do like I, I, I want them to be able to do whatever they kind of want to do, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to pressure them into it. Yeah, that's a, that's a very important but difficult Fine. balance. Fine. Yeah. You know, just yeah. trying to – because – But I'm kind of like, oh, God, like if only you knew I wanted to do all of these things, but I couldn't because right. I was either in like in a single-parent household where they just didn't have the time to pick me up or anything, like there were or no money or, you know, whatever. That was usually a factor. Like there comes a time, like even with my my little cousins as they would grow up, where it was like, oh, you're really into this. That's so cool. I used to be into this too. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then like over the next year, we don't really talk too much. And then we see each other at a holiday, and it's like, hey, are you still into this? And it's like, nope, I'm over that. And yep. I am wearing makeup now. This is what I do. Yeah. This is my whole life. Makeup. Like cool. Oh, I am almost completely certain that I'm just going to get daughters or a daughter. It's going to be the girliest girl in the world. And I'm (laughs) going to be so lost. (laughs) She's going to be like, I want all the makeup. I want all like, I want all this stuff. And I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to have to learn all of this stuff. And I will do so enthusiastically because you are a tiny queen and I will let you control my life in that way. (laughs) Child. Uh, as it should be but i'll also i'll also have the benefit of being like <laughs> ask your mom <laughs> <Yep. laughs> peace out <Bye-bye>. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some scratch offs i'll be back goodbye yeah oh well no i'm not doing that no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going for cigarettes and then never coming back oh i didn't mean instant no that's no <laughs> <laughs> that's what that sounded like <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. And what's messed up is that's exactly where I got it from, too. That's why it was on the forefront of my mind. I was watching Iron Man 3 yesterday, and the little boy who, uh, you know, Tony Stark crash landed in his backyard, yeah. he goes, hey, where are your parents? And he goes, well, my mom just started her shift at the diner, and my dad went out to get scratch-offs, but I guess he won because he hasn't come back in five years. And I was like, oh. damn, that's dark. Oh, that's so dark. <laughs> Oh. And then you know how Tony Stark is in the movies. He just kind of kept on rolling like he didn't even hear it. Just like, whatever. That would paralyze me for days. And like, <laughs> he, he, I, I love things like that. They're throwaway lines. And I'm like, that would destroy me. Like yes. a child said that to me. I would be like, at the very least, buying that kid like a Transformer little action figure or something. <laughs> and he did. I'd be like, dude, do you want like... <laughs> Do you want me to buy you like a YooHoo and like some a Transformer action figure and like I don't know. Let's just go buy you a bunch of things because that's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then like let's go sit and drink YooHoo and talk about feelings because <laughs> I really feel like you need someone right now. Yeah, Iron Man 3 was underrated because he went through a lot of shit in that movie and like the entire middle section is him dealing with like these crippling panic attacks that he's having yeah. because, hey, uh, we just found out that they're aliens and they all want to kill us and they could open a giant portal in the sky at any time. You know, he's dealing with that. Yeah. 
Whereas Captain America is off trying to save his best friend and he's just, you know, pushing on. He's soldiering on. And Tony Stark's like, holy shit. There are a lot of things in this world I don't understand. And that freaks me out. And it makes sense for his character. A character that is yeah. prided himself. Whereas Cap is like, we'll deal with the problem when we have the problem. Yep. Like, we kind of handle things as we go. Mm-hmm. He's got that adaptable, like soldier mentality of like this is the task at hand i'll handle this and then i'll handle the next thing right so i I got a new appreciation tony's like i'm thinking 20 steps ahead and i'm scared (laughs) right like holy shit and i mean what's what's weird too is like his greatest fears kind of did manifest later on in in the series but we haven't gotten there yet but iron man 3 it's just him dealing with so much of his past and dealing with so much of his like internal struggle uh all the while uh, having to basically figure out a way to get back to civilization and deal with this little kid who was super inquisitive, just like he used to be. And I, I felt like at the time, because I was so excited to see the next step after Avengers and the next step yeah. after that, I feel like I didn't quite watch it in its own regard back then, even though it was like years between other projects were coming out. Um, it's a really well put together film, I think. I feel like a lot of those Marvel movies are that way. Yeah. Like yeah. we didn't actually watch them mm-hmm. the way that we should have. Right. We're just like, okay, we got to get these characters lined up for the next thing to happen. Well, it's pieces of a puzzle. So we were just constantly trying to solve the puzzle. Now it's solved. Very true. Very true. And it makes me hopeful for um, Wonder Woman 3 because there were a lot of Marvel movies that didn't have the best sequel like thor and of course thor rebounded with thor ragnarok and in my opinion that's the best thor movie it's like in the top five marvel movies for me you know yeah after not caring about that character at all it's like ragnarok is actually pretty fucking cool and it's a i really loved the first thor movie i remember being a huge fan of that when it came out in theaters Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know if i'd enjoy it now but I remember really liking it at the time. It's got its moments, you know, but they were still feeling their way through things at that time. And and Thor 2, man, it, it just didn't scratch the itch for me. Yeah, e- that even one now. was bad. Yeah, even I now, agree. it's like it, it was the deck was loaded. You had Christopher Eccleston. You had Kate Blanchett. You Wait, had... no, that was, that was Ragnarok, wasn't it? <laughs> That's, yeah, I think so. Yes, that was Ragnarok. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Retracting. You know, you, you had, of course, everybody was back from the first one and i don't know oh, right something just kind of didn't quite click i'm excited for the next one Me especially too. since he's directing again yeah it's gonna be good can't wait oh my gosh okay uh, let's talk about joker what you think about yeah. those pictures I, why is was was joker in justice league i don't remember he was not at all okay um <laughs> Why is he different looking? That doesn't make sense. Because Zack Snyder wanted him to look different. That's the best answer, and it seems dismissive. Okay. But that's it. It, it. That's fine. I don't care. I, I mean, I, I, I truly don't care about right. continuity or anything with DC movies anymore. Especially this one. Um, the stakes are non-existent, honestly. Right. So... I guess it looks okay. I don't really care about Jared Leto though. Like no. he's clearly a, um, at best, asshole. 
at worst <laughs> abuser, possibly. I don't know. I'm still not sure if he has that cult or not. Part-time cult leader? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've talked about the abuse of uh, his his uh, co-stars where it's like, no, that's not acceptable. That's not quirky and fun. That's we did. Yep. Horrible. Yep. So I, I don't like him. You also brought to light that he was. I would have liked if they did, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. I'd I'd rather have that. I think. Man. At this point. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I mean, that would have made me pay attention a little bit more. I think, you know. Yeah, I just don't think he would do it. Right. And they're not going to, you know, earlier we reported, of course, and all these other sites reported as well, um, that they were going to split it up into possibly a miniseries to fit everything in there. Are they still doing that? No, they said they're just going to do the movie and that's that i mean i still want to see it i'm still curious about it i have zero expectations though i'm fascinated that people think it's going to be good (laughs) (laughs) well that's just exactly what i mean like the the stakes are nil it doesn't matter the way it ends because if a cliffhanger takes place it's not going to make them bring back any of these storylines to play out in future films um, I mean, I, now that I don't think people are expecting. I think people are expecting just a better movie mm, overall. Yeah, I hope. And, I hope and that's you it. know, now that we're seeing all the shit about Joss Whedon, all of the hate for Joss Whedon <laughs> surrounding that movie, saying he fucking ruined it and stuff like that, I'm like, no, okay, yeah, all right. I'm fine with that if that's the case. However, and I'm not defending Joss at all. I'm not defending him in the least. I'm right. saying that. Something that he did, characters that he created, characters that he developed, it spoke to certain people throughout our lives. And it's a a matter of not only separating the art from the artist, but separating the performance of the people cast in these roles and his support team. Like I know he oftentimes collaborates with his brother, you know, and his brother usually takes the reins after he walks away, like on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like uh, I think he did the heavy lifting on Dr. Horrible as well. Um, Uh, And and as we know now, Sarah Michelle Gellar was the creator of Buffy. That's right. Not Joss That's Yeah, yeah. Uh, As well as the star, which is very impressive. I mean, yeah, shout out to her, man. I tweeted that earlier today, and it's still getting retweets and likes and stuff. And I'm like, why? It's always the dumbest shit if it, it works, does well. if it works, it works. But I'll tell you this, though. It is amazing that you get these um, these touchstone performances out of women like Sarah Michelle Gellar, like uh, Charisma mm-hmm. Carpenter, uh, like Michelle Trachtenberg, in these high-stress situations where they're yeah. having to deal with the misogyny, with the sexism, with the uh, possible uh, sexual harassment, which is pretty Mm -hmm. much a a verified thing at this point but we'll see what happens yeah dealing with all of that and still showing up to work and still putting on an amazing performance with all these fight scenes staying in amazing shape and going to conventions to hype it up in spite of the man behind the camera being a complete asshole that is a superpower and it's not a superpower that they should have to flex but all the credit in the world goes to those women for fighting through all that and still putting on just legendary television. Um, You know, the show One Tree Hill, which we've talked about in the past, um, 
because I've been on Montreal podcasts and everything. Um, the creator of that show was sexually harassing and abusing his power and all of those things. Gosh. Um, and we and found out about it after the show had ended. The the women when the Me Too movement really took off, the women of that show came forward. Yeah. And you know a lot of the the men involved with it were kind of going, we didn't know about this, but we support them. Yeah. Um and. And really, the big takeaway that we seem to have, and I really hope that the Buffy fans do the same thing, is One Tree Hill fans basically said, okay, well, the show belongs to them. Like, this is their creation. This is their thing. Um, they, you know, one of the actresses on that show, she was saying, like, I could have walked away, but I didn't because that was my fucking character. Right. That was she was mine, not his. I that's would not great. let him have her. That's great, kind of thing. And that's that's it, man. Like so, Buffy, Buffy Summers, in my opinion, belongs to Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I um, I 100% agree with that. And you yeah. know, it's it's been a thing in in modern fandom that we put these creators on such a pedestal, when in actuality, in most cases, they have an idea. That idea is fleshed out yeah. through the performances. Um, it's, it's fleshed out through the, the writer's room, through the actual showrunners that put this stuff out every week. Like, we give J.J. Abrams so much credit for Lost, but when it comes to it, it was Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof that were Lindelof, driving the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, the majority of the time. Um, and it, it's the thing, like you said earlier with Cosby, it's an ensemble cast. It's an ensemble exactly. production team. Everybody brings a little yeah. bit of something different to it. But on that same token, I understand if people don't feel comfortable still enjoying this media that's so closely that's, tied to these creators. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine if yeah. you can't. But I am saying that, like, a, an entire fandom who is a very rabid fandom um, has... We have already navigated this, so I'm just telling you if you're a, if you're a fan of Buffy or any of the other things that he's created, Firefly, all of that stuff, like you know, we've already been through this. Yeah. With our creator, the creator of the show, being an asshole, and so we just we just shunned him. <laughs> we just shunned him and went, <laughs> it's ours. It belongs to us, and it belongs to all of the people in front of the camera and behind the camera who were good people who worked their asses off. And by the way, writers as well, previous like women who were writing on that show also had issues and came out and talked about it. Um, so, so the show belongs to the good people who worked very hard on it and created this, you know, beautiful show um, and these, you know, beautiful characters and their stories and the fans who have enjoyed it for years and continue to enjoy it. Um, so that's, that's my opinion on it. I'm like, just take it. It's yours. Like, fuck them. Mm -hmm. Don't have anything to do with their, I, um, I feel the same way about Harry Potter. I, I know that's like a controversial thing. Um, and we need to be mindful of our money and everything like that. But I'm like, you know, especially if it was like someone who, um, we, you know, had, a rough childhood or whatever and like the Harry Potter books were really important to them and then later in their life or whenever they they came out as trans or something like that like I don't I don't think they should have to give up their love for that if they still want to hold it like yeah. I, I kind of go it's yours baby 
Take my it, heart let, goes out to those it. folks. My heart really does it, it go does out to those folks. It does me too, yeah. You know. And, and as as a as an ally to to people who are in that situation um who are just trying to be their most authentic selves, we have to be mindful as as allies to a community where we're like, okay, well we need to be mindful of where we spend our money. Right. And like how like we're not going to make Harry Potter related esque merchandise you know or you know whatever like whatever the thing may be yeah we're not going to do that because it's it's kind of disrespectful to that community but i'm also not going to tell them like you can't like this thing no no that's your your personal choice it is a personal choice and that's that's the other part of the equation too it's time you know it's it's about separation of you know just sometimes time does heal certain things and yeah Here's here's going to be a situation where I'll I'll relate to you a certain a certain scenario that took place with yep. me. I've avoided this for weeks, everybody. Okay, but it's finally happening again. We're going to talk about wrestling. So when Hulk Hogan, <laughs> when Hulk Hogan got called out for that sex tape, when he was yeah. saying all kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. It was hard for me because I grew up being a Hulk Hogan fan. You know, right. that that is the he was the epicenter of what wrestling was for the majority yeah. of the 80s, a good part of the 90s and little trickles throughout the 2000s. And, you know, you, you heard awful things about him for years. But the, the majority of guys from that era, they're carnies. They have that mentality. They're all about number one. They're all about getting that bag. I completely get it. But then that shit you can't ignore. You know, and it's like, well, I can't in good conscience support Hulk Hogan anymore. I can't buy the merchandise. I can't cheer for him when he comes out. I can't garner that same reaction in certain things like that. You consider, is this enough to make me walk away from wrestling with the Chris Benoit thing with the with the the murder suicide that happened there? Is that enough to make me walk away from the product completely? Can I can I associate him with? with all of wrestling or should I separate that? And it's all about just choosing what works for your mentality in these cases. It took yeah, me a while. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think that's a popular opinion either. I think we're all trying to navigate yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Because I had to step away from wrestling for a while when the whole Chris Benoit thing yeah. happened because he was a big part of the product they had on TV yeah. at the time. And so with Hulk Hogan is is a little bit different. It was like, okay, this is a guy who's like all but retired and he's on a show I don't watch. So I can keep watching this other show every week and not think about him, whatever, you know, and hope they do the right thing and keep him off of there. They didn't spoiler. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of compartmentalization that happens in that regard when it comes to entertainment. But the thing is, I know what works for me. Right, right. And you just have to make those calls yourself. I mean, I personally think that's what we're just going to have to do going forward. Um, I'm not going to never watch Buffy again. Like, if I want to revisit Buffy, if I feel the need to do that, which, whatever, will I, will I, I I don't know. (laughs) Like, who knows? Uh, Actually, another good example, Smallville. I I definitely want to revisit Smallville. Um, I know there's a, a... a cult leader on Smallville now, which is weird, but 
it's not like I, I'm basically like I'm not gonna let her ruin that show for me. That show that was like so important to me growing up and is still has such a, a place in my heart. Yeah. You know, that's mine. That's that that is kind of how I view it. I'm like, no, fuck you. It's mine. You can't yeah. take it from me. Right. You know, and it's again, it's a personal decision. Yes, that is my that is how I've navigated a lot of this. Yeah. Where I'm like, nope, that's mine. I I get to keep it. You don't get to take this from me. <laughs> <laughs> I have my bunker copies and everything. Shit. This yeah. made me think of the theme from Firefly, and that's not good. Congrats. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so I'm guessing more stories will come out about him. Yeah. Yeah. So in weird news, not Walla weird, but weird. Um, the CW has ordered a pilot for a live-action Powerpuff Girls. I, I, I don't. This seems stupid. Mm, mm. I mean, I thought Riverdale was going to be very stupid, too, and I enjoyed what I saw of it. <laughs> I've only seen, like, the first two seasons, so. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was all in for Riverdale. I'm like, oh, shit, this is, yeah. this is going to be interesting. No, I had to be, someone convinced me. <laughs> Someone, was it Ryan? Someone told me, they were like, you have to watch this show because it's all on Netflix. The first season was on there. Yeah. I burned through it. I don't think it was you. No. Was it? I don't think, because I wasn't, I wasn't riding hard to it to the point where I was like recommending it to people. I was just like, this is a guilty pleasure. This is straight up just like teen drama. But for some reason, it's got Archie and Jughead. I'm, I'm all in, you know? Well, you know I love my drums, my teen drums. Word, word. So, Powerpuff Girls. So is that what this is going to be? Oh, oh, just wait for this. The project hails from wi- yeah. writers, oh, writers, <laughs> writers and executive producer Heather Regnier, Regnier, Heather Regnier. We're going to say that. And Diablo that Cody. Familiar. With Diablo Cody executive oh. producing. So. Okay. Yeah, it's um. Cool. Greg Berlanti Productions are also going to be involved, and of course we know of them course, from our from our Arrowverse. He, he runs the CW at this point, right? Basically, they'd be crazy not to involve him at this point. So apparently, um, this series is going to focus on uh, a, a more adult version of the Powerpuff Girls. A more adult version. Powerpuff Girls are gonna oh. fuck. The new series sees the pint-sized superheroes as disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. 20-somethings? What? Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? Why are they not teenagers? Why are they not teenagers? Let me tell you something. Why are they not teenagers? I don't need to see Buttercup hooking up with nobody. That's what I don't need. All right? See... I oh no I'm not going no I'm no I'm not going down this path no nope. this, this feels wrong so I don't like it I don't like it that's happening Craig McCracken not surprisingly not involved at all so Craig McCracken <sighs> was the creator of the Powerpuff Girls this how is, do they have the rights to this well They're when not you when you create something personal. as a work for hire you basically don't own it it's just you become so uh, associated with it yeah. over time people think like oh you must own the Powerpuff Girls no Cartoon Network Turner owns the Powerpuff Girls, not Craig McCracken. Ugh. Yeah. God. Same okay. thing with, with Gindy Tartowski. I want a hardcore, like, fucking HBO Max 
Flintstones. <laughs> Funny you should mention that because no. HBO Max has an adult animation. They had an adult animation bomb today, and you were so close. You were so close. You could almost smell the headline here. There is going to be. I want to see Pebbles and Bam Bam fucking. I guess I don't know what is what is happening. There's going to be doing? a Velma origin series animated for HBO Max for the adult animation okay. section. It's going to be starring Mindy Kaling, and it's going to talk I, about Velma's. <laughs> Velma's you know adventures. Why? You know why this is a veto? Why? Because she's not gay. <laughs> you don't know that. We never we never found That's out. True. And you know what? Apparently, apparently, there was some subtext that was cut out of the original Scooby Doo live action film. Well, starring... I meant Mindy's not gay. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I want. Give me a queer actress. But Mindy could be bi. I don't know. Well, she's not out. We don't so know. I'm going to assume she's straight. Right. That's true. We don't know. But don't know. I am still going to assume she's straight because she seems like she would have already pulled a Kelly Kapoor and made a big deal out of it if she was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, there's there's still there's still folks that like to keep that close to their vest. And I respect that. You know, maybe, maybe I don't want to assume. <laughs> we'll see what happens. However, Velma origin series. But anyway, series. Velma should be played by... Uh, a Kate McKinnon, uh, maybe Cameron Esposito. I could see a Cameron Esposito. Some, yeah. Yeah, I uh, can totally see Something along those lines. So yeah. this this does annoy me in my crotchety old man uh, nerve because basically we've already had an attempt to have an origin for Velma. It was Velma and Daphne live action. Uh, I want to say like a year ago, this direct-to-DVD movie came out. And, and they fought. I didn't watch it. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm guessing they didn't, but there was no Fred, no Shaggy, no Scooby. None of that. We got none of that action. And this flies directly in the face of the continuity already in place by a pup named Scooby-Doo. We know that as they were little kids, they were You're really going to go together. hard for Scooby-Doo continuity? Listen. You fucking piece of shit. Scooby-Doo no. is near and dear to many cartoon fans. All right? Not me. I don't really give a fuck. But <laughs> if I did give a fuck, Uh-oh. I would be riding hard for a pup named Scooby-Doo because that show that is the was best great. Of it the was bunch. the best to yes. me. Yes, absolutely. Oh. No, 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 I completely agree. I love the pup named Scooby-Doo. But, <laughs> but, um, I do not care about no. this. Here's some more news we don't care about. Clone High is coming back, apparently. Yeah, um, I don't know anything about that show. I know, I mean, I know about it, but I never watched it. That was no. MTV, right? It was on MTV. It was one of their adult animation shows, of course. Yeah. Um, it was basically the same animation style as like a Samurai Jack or something like that with those hard lines. And it featured clones of uh, Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra, JFK, and some other guys. I think Gandhi as well. And people have been begging for this to come back for so long. It's coming back, so people can stop begging. One of okay. my favorite shows from the I launch... I mean, that's the nice part about animation. You can just bring it back. Whenever. Exactly. Yeah. One of my favorite shows from the launch of HBO Max 
Close Enough, has been renewed for a second and third season. Not only that, the second season is coming back. The second season is going, going to premiere. I'm going to watch some of these shows. I'm going to. I, I need to add a bunch of them to the HBO queue. That's but true. Like, you've told me Venture Brothers. You've told me Close Enough. Uh, I'm I am going to watch some of them. Okay, the listeners have blue balls right now. It's going to come back at the end of this month. I think. Oh, I'm yes. sorry, I, I cut you off. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, cool. So I'm excited about that. Uh, apparently, uh, lastly in the animation news for HBO Max, Pete Davidson has got a show coming out called Fired on Mars. No word what that's about yet, but it's got Pete Davidson. So expect a lot of fan cams to be floating around on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. Just what we wanted yes. and needed. Sure. Pete Davidson. As a voice actor. In taking, things. taking my job. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Fuck you, Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like him. Here we anyway. go. We know it's a, it's a workplace comedy set on the campus of a tech company. And that tech company is located on Mars. Cool. That's what we got. Cool. All right. So, last but not least, we saved this for last because, obviously, spoiler warning, if you're not caught up yet somehow and you haven't heard this amazing news, WandaVision. Mm. Let's talk about it. What a yeah. surprise. Yes. For people who did not wake up at 7 a.m. and see, or 6.30 a.m. and see the spoiler on Twitter. Right. It was indeed a surprise. Look, if you wake up at 6.30 and you're tweeting out spoilers about WandaVision, which, understandably, <laughs> we ain't doing much in this world right now. But if you're the type of person that wakes up and tweets out spoilers about a streaming show at 6.30 in the morning, I will block well, you immediately. I'm sorry. It don't matter. This is a great, this is a great example of continuity, though, okay. for me. Mm. Because I was spoiled about Pietro dying in Age of Ultron. Wow. Before it was released in theaters. It was actually Uh. before it was released in the United States. It was released in the UK first. And I was spoiled about that. So that that was also the beginning of my spoiler journey. Yeah. Whereas we've talked about, I've been spoiled about The Mandalorian. Um, the entire plot line of the last Star Wars movie. Right. Um, I was spoiled about Cap catching uh, Thor's hammer. Um, I was spoiled. I was spoiled about a lot of things. Damn. A lot of things. So I, it, it feels like a tradition now. It's a very rich tradition of me not caring anymore. So back when we were doing Mighty Inc full-time and all that stuff and yeah you know we got screener copies and and all review stuff and all like that by the way folks members keep sending us that stuff we will review (laughs) whatever you got we've done it for this show too we We yes absolutely just want to reiterate that if you have a product a book a tv show a movie you'd like us to sign off on give our opinion of send more blu-rays wb i'll take them yes give it so all that to say um, I, I basically uh, made a, made <laughs> made peace with the fact that I was going to be spoiled for the rest of my yeah. life if yeah. I continued down this path of uh, you know pop culture journalism. Like yes, there is yeah. never going to be another surprise for me. 
you know, unless I see something Same. super early. Same. I'm, I'm okay. I, I, and like I said, I, I don't get mad about it anymore. It's just, it is what it is. But see, I get mad at it on your behalf because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, other people do. You're I'm not, I'm just I don't care anymore. You're not in in that vein anymore. You don't you don't do that sort of reporting on things. You don't have to know that type of shit. You can watch something and actually enjoy it and then you got people on your Twitter feed at six thirty in the morning before you've even put a fucking spoonful of cereal in your mouth or Reese Witherspoon ice cream in your mm. mouth you get spoiled. About a show that just got uploaded on the internet. It's annoying. I don't like it. People it get is. your I think it's together. a it's a problem. I think it's a problem within our culture. But it's not like I'm not gonna get mad about it. Because it's just a way like you know it's a it's there's so much other shit in my brain that I'm not getting mad about that. Basically. Fucking but yeah, I agree. It's a stupid thing. Like it's a stupid culture. It's a stupid thing. Tom Tom Raider on Twitter is all about like, oh yes, oh everyone needs okay. to know my wait, opinion. Wait, yes, wait. We have breaking news. Breaking news. Pedro Pascal is cast as Joel in the Lost, The Last of Us oh, HBO series. Oh, that is huge. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. Yeah, there was a rumor that it was going to be. Uh, someone else. I didn't know. They cast the girl from Game of Thrones as Ellie. That one I'm a little bit less uh, feeling. I I I I'm not familiar enough with her to really make judgment on that. Like I've I've seen her. I'm familiar with who she yeah. was in uh in in uh, Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones, but I don't know. It's like she I don't seems feel too like little. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe she... Hey, She looks look, like a little kid. Those those episodes came I mean, out a long time ago, so maybe she's shot up a little bit. Plus, if you go back oh, and play the first Last of Us, Ellie was pretty young, like, surprisingly. She was, like, 14, 15? Yeah, but yeah. she was a little bit. She's tiny. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to struggle with this. In general, I it think. is it is it's funny they did a copy paste from uh, Game of Thrones, just like uh, yeah, take two of them Game of Thrones people and put them in The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I I was kind of hoping more for an unknown, but whatever. Yeah, that's not how it work. Anyway, that's that's breaking news. Sorry, I just saw that. Pedro so. Pascal as Joel. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah, I I think he can pull that off. Yes, absolutely. So, wow, it really has come full circle here. Gina Carano fired from The Mandalorian. And Pedro Pascal hired. Pedro Pascal getting hired for even more jobs. It, it pays to not be a bigot, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at, there you go, right there in black and white. All you got to do is not be a dick. Yeah. Keep your it's mouth shut. Difficult. Keep the bag tight. That's all you got to do. Yeah. That's a fucking wrestling reference, isn't it? It is not. I promise you it is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not this time, no. So, right. yeah, WandaVision, uh, we danced around it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed WandaVision. I'm very curious to see where it goes. Yeah. I want to see if they're integrating uh, the X-Men universe. Is that what this is? Evan Peters. Or is it just Evan an interesting Peters shows thing? Up as uh, Pietro instead of the other 
actor that played him in Age of Ultron, which is Aaron some Aaron Johnson's Johnson. It's an amazing development. I I was shocked. I wanted it to happen. I, in my heart of hearts, begged for this to happen, and it came to fruition. I don't want to say that people should thank me. You're very excited about a character that I I could care less about in the context of Evan Peters. He is the he is so boring. How is he an actor? Evan Peters. Sorry. He's first yeah. of all, that's my cousin. Secondly, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck him. Secondly, I thought he was pretty good. Um, I don't give a shit about my own cousins. You think I'm going to give a fuck about yours? <laughs> I thought he was pretty good in the X-Men films. I thought he was the highlight of the X-Men films that he was in. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Um, he's usually pretty good on American Horror Story, you know? Yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah, that's that's his bread and butter. He's just an annoying guy to me. That's, yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> But I do want to give a special nod to the fact, and this is something because, you know, every week D and I watch WandaVision and we watch the, uh, you know, 10 things you missed about WandaVision or whatever they do on Nerdist. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I did notice that, you know, they were doing the full house homage this week. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it was so funny that when he showed up as the uncle at the end of the show, he was wearing the Hawaiian shirt like Uncle Joey. And he was also wearing a leather jacket like Uncle Jesse. So he was like best of he's, both worlds. He's all the uncles. All the yeah. uncles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, This it's a very interesting show. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it continues to go. It's gotten to that level of head trippiness that Legion was at when that was yeah. uh, when that was airing. So I'm, I'm glad about that. The yeah, like, what are you going to do? Where is this going? Exactly. I have no clue where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen, and that's so exciting, especially with a Marvel property, you know? You know, I already made my prediction. I was like, you know, it's going to be, as far as, like, my, like, she's doing all of this shit. Like, she's lost her mind, and she's controlling it. That seemed very obvious to me. Yeah. And then, of course, oh, they're, I think I said they're going to do Family Ties, like, and, and Full House and everything yes. like that. Like, and that's, that's the extent of my, next week is probably going to be Friends. It would have to be, right? Maybe. Um, I feel like that's the last one. I, uh, for the previews for the, for the upcoming uh, episodes, they did show a part on there that looked like it could have been an homage to Modern Family. Ah, yeah. Okay. That would be the most, like, modern sitcom. Right, right. After that, I mean, they're going to be out of episodes, I think. Now, yeah. 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 But I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. They've really yep. done an amazing job with this so far, and it's only halfway done. So all they got to do is stick oh, the landing. Oh, is it really only halfway? Yeah, because right after that, we're getting uh, Falcon and and uh, Winter Soldier. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, should be interesting. Yep, yep, yep. So that's our show this week. It was kind of disjointed, but it worked out. We had a good it's conversation. It's a long one. So that too. You guys get that. Yeah. So you get you get quantity and quality. That's right. We give you both here on yeah. Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing myself up. I don't care. You coming along with so it works sure. out. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. I think it's your turn to do the thing. Be excellent to each other. Bye.